0: Thank you, Brother Gary, for that. I wonder, those who deny God, I wonder who they're pledging allegiance to right now. I, I don't know. Uh, i got to wonder who the liberal is praising f- for this country. Uh, I don't know about you, but I praise God. I praise the Lord for America. America was founded on men who believe in God. America was founded by men who believe the Bible. Um, America was founded by men who were ready to die for the, the liberty and freedom to, to freely worship the Lord. And it um, sickens me, really does sicken me that all these atheists and liberals uh, try to remove God from everything in America. And uh, one day they'll succeed and they'll remove God from everything and that's when God will turn his hand off this country and uh, we'll deserve what we get. It's time that we believers let our voices be heard. It's time that God's children stand up and declare their, their allegiance to God. And uh, remember, the Bible says, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and then will I heal their land. So it's not up to the politicians. It's not up to the liberals. It's up to you and I, the believers. It's up to us to take back the country that our forefathers gave us and not allow the liberals to take away those things that are so precious to us. I heard a man once say, if we don't exercise our freedoms, we'll lose them. And that's very true. So as God's people, uh, we need to make sure that we let our voices be heard and that we, we love the Lord and serve him with all our hearts. And thank you, Brother Gary, for that song. And I love this time of year. I'm a patriot, I tell you. I love America. And um, I can't hardly watch a, a movie that, that honors our heroes without weeping. Um, I appreciate what was given to me. And uh, I don't want to lose it. And uh, God give us some men who will stand up again and take back our country from these liberals who, uh, who want to destroy it. It's like the soldier I heard once walking through the airport ran into Chelsea Clinton, and Chelsea asked her if there's anything he could do for her. He said, well, I do have problems, but nothing you can help me with. She said, well, what problems are those? He says, well, I have a problem with Osama, I have a problem with Obama, and I have a problem with your mama. So... Um, <laughs> That's my joke for the day, no more. (laughs) All right, let's take our Bibles, open to Exodus chapter 15 together. Exodus chapter 15, I'll ask you to stand with me as we read, and it'll be a lengthy reading, so if you need to sit down during the reading, please feel free to do so. Exodus chapter 15, not you, Joe, you're healthy, you stand. Beginning with verse number 1, Exodus chapter 15. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou Thou sentest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The floods stood upright as in heap, and the depths were congealed into the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword, and my hand shall destroy them. Thou didst blow with thy wind. The sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty waters." Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou stretchest out thy right hand. The earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestinia. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab, trembling, shall take hold upon them, and all the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of thine arm, they shall be as still as a stone. Till thy people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over, which thou hast purchased. Thou shall bring them in, and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. For the horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariots and with his horsemen into the sea. And the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. Let's pray. Our Father, we praise your holy name. We are humbled in thy sight today, Lord, by thy majesty and the love you have for us. And we just ask today that your Holy Spirit would speak to our hearts, that you would strengthen us as your people, that we would go forth and do your will in the midst of a dark and dying world. Thank you, Father, for our salvation and our Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you for your grace which was poured upon us, so freely given. And now we humble ourselves in your sight and ask that you would speak to us, empower us, give us a vision, and give us a fire in our hearts. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. This week we will celebrate the 231st anniversary of our nation's independence. Many this week will celebrate with family and friends. There will be barbecues, picnics, and fireworks all across America. Yet I must wonder how meaningful this celebration really is today. The liberty we enjoy as Americans, for the most part, has been handed to our generation. And the danger with having something giving to you is that you may not fully appreciate what it cost to acquire. So many of the freedoms that our forefathers died for are being given away by a generation that has not had to pay for them. And I'm afraid The same is true today for our spiritual freedoms in this country as well. We, as American Christians, did not pay for our freedom to worship. We are not burned at the stake. It does not cost us our blood. We do not face physical persecutions today. And, I'm afraid, this has led to the capitulation of true biblical principles in far too many of our churches across America. Now, I'm not talking about standards today. I'm talking about doctrine. I'm talking about forgetting what our spiritual forefathers believed and practiced and died for. Now, this morning, I would like to share some thoughts with you concerning our Christian liberty, some truths that I fear far too many professing believers have forgotten. In Psalm 121, one of my favorite psalms nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Yes, our liberty today is in the Lord. Now I go back to Exodus chapter 15 for a moment. Israel has just been delivered from the army of Pharaoh. They have crossed the Red Sea on dry ground, as we read just a moment ago, and have witnessed the annihilation of the Egyptian army. And now in chapter 15, we see the rejoicing of the Jewish people. In fact, Psalm 15, uh, Exodus chapter 15, the first part, the sections we read, is actually a song that was sung by the men of Israel. They are singing unto the Lord. And this morning, I'd like to take a few moments and glean from this song. I'd like to share three things I see in this song. First, from the song of Moses today, I see that in the Lord we find salvation. In the Lord we find salvation. In Exodus chapter 15, and verse 2, we read it earlier, the Lord is my strength and song, and he is become my salvation. This may seem like a simple matter to understand for many here today. However, consider the teachings of many of the churches in America today. What are churches teaching today? Are they teaching that salvation is in the Lord? Many of our churches are teaching the power of positive thinking. Many have turned to the purpose-driven life. Aren't these exciting titles? Many churches today teach not salvation in Christ, but baptismal regeneration. Many churches across our America today teach sacerdotal intercession, which involves the priesthood and purgatory and things such as that. And yet, many of our even supposed Christian churches today are beginning to teach the free will repentance of man. These all lead men to a belief And a hope of salvation apart from the divine work of Jesus Christ our Lord. A salvation that is based upon the cooperative work of man. They offer a Christ plus salvation. Christ plus the sacraments. Christ plus baptism. Christ plus the free will of man. Christ plus man's endurance. Christ plus man's talents. Yet, we find the truth so clearly stated in Scripture. John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, we read, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. In Ephesians chapter 2, in verses 8 and 9, we read, For by grace are ye saved, through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Yes, our religious freedom today is not found in man or men or works. It is found only in the Lord. In Psalm 18, in verse 2, we read, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. In short, the Lord is everything. Amen. In Psalm 37, in verse 39, we read, But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. In in Jonah chapter 2 and verse 9 we read, But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that I have vowed salvation is of the Lord. And we must remember this day as we celebrate the concept of freedom that we are made free from sin by first the will of the Father. In John chapter 1, in verse 12 and 13, we read, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. We are made free from sin today under the blood of Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2, we read, Elect, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. We are made free from sin today through the regeneration of the Holy Spirit. For Christ also hath once suffered for the sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. So this morning, as you sit here, I want to declare to you that first in the Lord we find salvation. Have you today tasted the salvation of the Lord? Do you hear the voice of Christ today? Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I know you hear my voice this morning. You hear the voice of a man crying in the wilderness. But do you hear the voice of the Lord today? If you do, answer quickly. Hesitate not. In the Lord we find salvation. Then secondly this morning, from the Song of Moses, I want us to see... That in the Lord we find strength. In the Lord we find strength. In Exodus 15, 6, we read it earlier. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, have dashed in pieces the enemy. Thomas Jefferson said, The tree of liberty must be watered by the blood of tyrants and patriots from time to time. Liberty is not without cost. Let me make a statement. To gain liberty, one must be willing to sacrifice all. To keep liberty, one must be willing to commit all. Listen, not only does it take sacrifice, but it takes commitment. Once you gain liberty, you can't go to sleep. You have to watch, keep vigil, because someone always wants to take away your freedom takes commitment, and to commit takes strength. A nation will only be as strong as its will to fight, and this constitutes the strength of the nation. Now consider for a moment this principle when applied to our Christian life. We must have the resolve to fight and the commitment to endure in this fight. But we must understand that our warfare in the Christian life is a unique warfare. In Ephesians chapter 6, We read from verses 10 through 12. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We do not fight an enemy that can be defeated by bullets. Smart bombs have no effect in this war. This war is fought using the weaponry provided us by God. It is fought and won in the power of God. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 13, Paul writes, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. We cannot win liberty nor can we keep liberty without the Lord. Yet we must note that God expects us to do our part in this battle. Did you see the, the, the words at the end of verse 13? And having done all to stand. You have a part that has to be done. And you must do your part. And after you've done all that you can do, then we, we, we go forward and do more, but we do it in the strength of the Lord. Now, I've asked Benjamin to help me today. Benjamin, are you going to help me out? Come on up here with me. Now, there's one rule, though, Benjamin. Get over here by me. You can't be cuter than me. Okay? Now, I know your mother and dad's always told you don't make ugly faces. But can you make an ugly face for me? You know how to make an ugly face? Oh, I'm in trouble. I was hoping he could make an ugly face, then I'd be cuter than him. (laughs) Benjamin here is you and me. And God has told us to do some things. There are certain things he's told us to do. And we've got to do them. And if we're not willing to do them, then God's not going to help us. How many of you have ever heard the old saying, God helps those that help themselves? Any of you ever heard that? Raise your hand if you heard that. Uh, Well, that's not a biblical verse, but it is a biblical principle. Now, not in salvation, because there's nothing we can do for ourselves in salvation. It's all of the Lord. But in our Christian walk, uh, we have to do our part. And God's not going to help us until we've done our part. So, Benjamin, you're you're a Christian, and I'm going to pretend that I'm God. Now, forgive me. It's a bad analogy, I know. But I'm going to pretend I'm God. Benjamin, I want you to do something. I want you... To pick that up and hold it over your head. Can you do that? Can you pick that up and hold it over your head? Hold it up. Keep it there. All right. Give him a hand. That was a good job. All right. You can put it down, Benjamin. Now, you see, God told told us to do something, and we do it. Why do we do it? Not because we want to do it, but we do it because God told us to do it. Amen? That's why we do it. Okay? Benjamin, I got something else I want you to do, buddy. I want you to pick both of those up at the same time and hold them over your head. Can you do that for me? Get them up there. Hold them up. All right. Give me a hand. Yeah. Good job. Here, I'll take those from you. All right. Now, Benjamin, I think you know what's coming. I got something else I need you to do, Benjamin. I need you to do something. Wait. Don't get ahead of God. Now, this is going to be hard. This is not going to be easy. And you're going to want to quit. But look at me. I promise you I'll help you. Will you trust me? So you won't, you, won't, you won't be afraid that I'll let go and you'll fall down under this thing and it'll hurt you. I'll help you, okay? okay. But you have to do all that you can do. I won't do anything until you've done all you can do. Will you, will you lift that for me? Go ahead and give it a try. Try to lift it. Can you lift it? Don't give up. I told you I'd help you. Don't, don't quit. Keep going. I promise you I'd help you, Benjamin. Give it all you got. Come on. Get after it. Come on. Pull. Pull, Benjamin. Keep pulling. Don't give up. Don't let go. I promise I'd help you. I'm going to help you. Pull it. Let's get it up over your head. Come on. Get it up there. Don't give up. Don't give up. I promise I won't let it fall on you. Benjamin. Benjamin. You've done all you can do. Go ahead and let it go now. Don't go anywhere. Come back here. Stand underneath of it. Don't be afraid. I won't let it go. I'm not going to drop it on you. You trust me? You're on me? Amen. Give him a hand. Thank you, buddy. Now you can go sit down. You see, that's you and me. God's asked us to do some things. He's getting out of here, man. He says, Phew. I'm out of here. He's asked us to do some things. He's asked us to do some things that we can do all by ourselves. He's asked us to do some things that are a little bit harder, but we can still do them, not all by ourselves, but in in, in the strength that he's given us. But he's also asked us to do some things we can't do. And in the Lord, we find strength. Because it's in those times when we've done all that we can do, he takes over. I've had times when I was under that bar. How about you? I've had times when I was under that bar. And I was there, Lord, I can't do this. But you've told me to do it. So I have to do it. And in the Lord, we find strength. Don't confuse the battles of this Christian life with salvation. There's nothing we can do in salvation. It's all of God. But in the Christian walk, we have to do our part. I must do all that I can do in this fight. We must commit all of our strength to the fight. However, the strength to win the battle is in the Lord, not in us. This is why we have the courage to enter into the battle each day. We know that when we have done all that we can do, God will be there to see us through. In First John chapter four, and verse four, we read, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I have the strength today to be a good husband. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I have the strength today to be a good father. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I have the strength to be a good friend today. I have the strength to be a good Christian today. Why? Because greater is he that is in me Than he that is in the world. And in the Lord we find strength. In the Lord we find salvation. In the Lord we find strength. And then thirdly this morning, in the Lord we find sovereignty. We read it earlier again, Exodus chapter 15, verse 17 and 18 Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance. In the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in. and the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. Verse 18, the Lord shall reign forever and ever. Here we see the authority necessary to purchase and preserve our liberty. Yes, today God is sovereign. This means that he rules and he controls all things apart from any other authority or influence. God is sovereign in creation. In John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, we read, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. God is sovereign in creation. If there was a big bang, God made it. If a big bang put everything out there, God made the bang. God made all things. Not only is the Lord sovereign in the act of creation, but he is also sovereign in the purpose of creation. In in Colossians chapter 1... Verses 16 and 17 we read for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him and he is before all things and by him all things consist. Therefore God rules over creation and all of creation obeys his will. In Luke chapter 8, verses 24 and 25, we read, And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they being afraid wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and water, and they obey him. God is sovereign. In creation, And secondly, let me say God is sovereign in grace. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 6, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Yes, it is God that rules over salvation. It is God that does the saving. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 33, we read, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. No man can be justified without God, and God imparts grace to those whom he chooses. God is sovereign in grace. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7, we read, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of God. Of Christ. And this grace will no man receive unless it be given him by God. Therefore, God is sovereign in grace. And then also notice that God is sovereign in truth. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 3 and 4, we read, Because I will publish the name of the Lord, ascribe ye greatness unto our God. He is the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment. A God of truth. And without iniquity, just and right is he. All truth emanates from God. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 33 and verse 4, For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. In John 17 and verse 17 we read, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Yes, God is sovereign. And one day, even those who defy his name and authority will be brought under his power, and will be humbled in his sight. In Romans chapter 14 and verse 11, we read, For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, Paul writes, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. No one shall escape the sovereignty of God. Now, let us hear the conclusion of this matter. There can be no liberty unless there first exists tyranny. Our founding fathers left the tyranny of England for liberty in the Americas. There can be no liberty without sacrifice. Our founding fathers bled and died on the battlefields in our nation and around this world. This morning, all who are under the sound of my voice exist in spiritual liberty or in spiritual bondage. We exist in God's strength or the flesh's weakness. Our hearts and minds are ruled by God, or they're ruled by sin. Where do we stand today? Wednesday, we'll celebrate the 4th of July, Independence. Every Sunday, we come together in this church, and we celebrate our spiritual liberty in the Lord. In the Lord, we find salvation. Romans chapter 10, verses 8 and 9. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. As you sit here this morning, do you know in your heart that you were saved? Or is the Spirit of the Lord convicting you right now of your need for salvation? Answer the call of God this morning. Call unto him and be saved. In the Lord, today we find strength. Romans 8, 37, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Christian, as you sit here this morning, are you living a life of defeat? Do the world, the flesh, and the devil control you? Are you too weak to overcome these enemies? Then today, stand firm in the Lord. His arm won't fail you. He'll hold that load up over you. He's promised. He won't go back. We are safe, even under the heavy burdens of life. We're safe in the Lord. Today in the Lord we find strength. And today in the Lord we find sovereignty. Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth. And teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Christians, surrender your life today. Surrender to the rule and sovereignty of God. Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. There's a song I love to sing, Is Your All on the Altar. How many of you know that song? Go ahead and project that up there for me, Dalton. Let's sing that together.
1: You have longed for sweet peace and for faith to increase and have earnestly, fervently prayed. But you cannot have rest or be perfectly blessed until all on the altar is laid. Is your all on the altar of sacrifice laid? Your heart does the Spirit control. You can only be blessed and have peace and sweet rest as you yield Him your body and soul. Let's pray. Oh, Father. We need you today.
0: There's some of us here, Lord, we're under heavy burdens. And you've told us what we have to do. And, Lord, we're, we're weak. And we, we, we're dependent on your strength. Strengthen your people today, Lord. Lord, there are some here today, that, they've failed to yield to you the control. I pray you'd convict our hearts today. and I pray you'd give us the courage, Holy Spirit of God, to yield unto the rule of God. Let the Lord rule over our hearts and minds and not sin. And then, Lord, there may be one here today who's not saved. And Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you're speaking to their heart. I pray they hear that voice because you've chosen them. And I pray that they heed the call. And I pray they would trust today and receive Christ as their Savior. Holy Spirit, we yield our hearts to you now and ask that you would work in our hearts as we we sing for just a few moments. And I pray you'd break down the walls that we've built around us and that we would become tenderhearted to God. Bless this time of reflection, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me as we sing, Jesus paid it all.